Welcome to Eco Voices, your to go podcast for sustainability news, practices, and daily tips to be more eco friendly. My name is Daniela Guerrero, and today we're going to have as a guest Haley Dahl. Haley is currently pursuing a civil, material, and environmental engineering major with a minor in sustainable cities at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Haley is involved in UIC track and field and multiple other campus organizations. Haley is the lead and host of the podcast Green Exploration Rockford. The goal of this podcast is to explore environmental issues and solutions in Rockford with an emphasis in inclusive green infrastructure. Ultimately, Haley's goal is to make a positive environmental impact for everyone and combat climate change. Hi, Haley. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, of course. I think, well, the main question, I guess, like, or like the first question I want to ask you is how did you decide this career path? What really took you into sustainability? Okay, so this actually goes way back for me. So mm -hmm. growing up, I would spend summers up in northern Wisconsin with my grandparents, and they had this house on this lake in like the middle of the woods and it was so peaceful and you know like I said I would spend my summers up there so I was like constantly in nature and I mm -hmm. just I loved it like I'm even still to this day obviously like I love being outside <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm like happiest when I'm in the trees <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um so like that love for nature just like always carried with me as I continued to grow mm -hmm. and um, I remember my senior year of high school I was sitting there and I'm like okay like it's time to she's <laughs> a major <laughs> yeah it's time to you know find a school and apply and declare your major well you know you don't have to declare your major but I wanted to mm -hmm. and um, so I was really thinking about it I was like what do I want to do I'm like well like I like math and science But, like, what I really like is the environment, is I love mm -hmm. nature. So how can I kind of combine those? And I remember I was doing some surfing on the interwebs, and I came across environmental engineering. And I was like, okay. Like, that's <laughs> literally exactly what I was looking for. So, mm -hmm. unfortunately, UIC didn't have an environmental engineering uh, major, but environmental is just a subset of civil, so... I ended up mm. declaring that major, and then now we're here. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And then, um, well, I think one of the coolest things about you <laughs> is that you were able to create this podcast, and you have been putting, like, all the work to, like, really be able to, like, change a little bit, you know, like, put your, your, your like, piece into the mm -hmm. world for, like, sustainability. Can you tell us how was the process of creating Green Exploration Rockford? Alrighty, so it definitely is my first little baby step into mm -hmm. the world of sustainability. But what really, I guess, motivated me to want to do this, because actually it started as an honor supplement for me. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, as I continued on with the project, I was like, I really want this to be something bigger than just, you know, a requirement. Like, it was, mm -hmm. it was much more than that to me. So... I obviously ended up carrying it over past last semester, and I'm planning on continuing it for quite a while. But mm -hmm. um, I just 
Okay, so how I decided on the topic is that I am well aware that there is a lot of inequity that comes with environmental protection and policy making, and that really never sat right with me. That mm-hmm. was something that really bothered me, and I really wanted to, you know, start start facilitating some of those conversations because what I realized because I remember my freshman year mm-hmm. I took uh one of the English classes the the second one I can't remember <laughs> which one it was called but um and we had to write a report and the uh the topic of the class was uh well it was it had to do with oh it was race and identity politics I was trying mm-hmm. to find like the the wording yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, we had to choose a topic to write our paper on. And I decided to write mine on environmental racism. And through that writing process, I realized that not a lot of people know what environmental racism is. A mm-hmm. lot of people haven't even like heard that term, thought about environmental issues as a social justice issue. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to make a, a podcast discussing this to kind mm-hmm. of you know raise awareness and get people actually thinking about that <laughs> yeah like the interaction like the relation between race and racism and just like how institutional it is and then all of sustainability and all mm-hmm. of our like sustainability projects or initiatives that every government has exactly because sustainability is very multifaceted intertwined mm-hmm. it's not just focused on the environment there's yeah. economic Uh, factors there's social factors and it all comes into this big package that we like to call sustainability Mm -hmm. but we cannot neglect any of those pillars because if we do Mm -hmm. then it just the whole thing crumbles yeah so originally i was actually going to explore the environmental issues in chicago but um you know i was like well i'm not a chicago native Mm -hmm. and i was And when I started this podcast, I was at home in Rockford. Okay. So I was like, I know that Rockford struggles just a lot in general. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that, um, you know, Rockford's working on bettering itself as a community. Mm -hmm. But um, so I was like, I want to make, you know, I want to do this to the city closest to home. You know, make a, try to make a positive impact to like my home region and um so that's where that started that was the motivation for that and then I just remember sitting down with Dr. Coach and I was like hey like for the honor supplement I want to make this podcast and you know that's Mm -hmm. that and then obviously with like the inclusive green infrastructure portion of that me being civil environmental engineering Mm -hmm. major that's infrastructure is uh an interest of mine and it's also something that is definitely going to be needed as we move forward to try to make our society sustainable. Mm-hmm. I have a, a quick question. So this does not have to do much with sustainability, but mm-hmm. why a podcast? Why did you think that was like the greatest way to to like do this project or like really make a change? Um, because you know, with modern days, I just feel like podcasts is is the way to go because mm-hmm. people aren't going to want to sit down and read like a really big paper because my target audience is 
you know, the residents of Rockford. So I want this to be mm-hmm. accessible to everybody, not just, you know, people that are going to sit down and read a scholarly article. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, well, you have had multiple interviews for this podcast. What are the main ideas or discoveries or like what are like your, I guess, takeaways from all of these interviews that you have had to like have had the opportunity to do so far? Um, well, there is one thing that pretty much everybody has been agreed upon. Mm-hmm. And that is that education and awareness is like so needed right now mm-hmm. when it comes to sustainability and environmental justice people like i said earlier just they just don't know about it and Mm -hmm. the one thing that i've been finding talking to these various municipal and environmental leaders in the region is Mm -hmm. that rockford is dedicated to trying to become a sustainable community Mm -hmm. i've talked to you know a man named brad bruce from sustain rockford which is a grassroots organization and mm-hmm. their whole their whole like mission is to lead Rockford to be a sustainable community and they like they focus very much so on equity and mm-hmm. um so you got the grassroots going on and on the more municipal level um you have I guess technically the Rockford Planning Council doesn't work for the city of Rockford but they work very closely with the city mm-hmm. and um they're working on they kind of under like they took over like the whole sustainability plan that Rockford kind of like was putzing around mm-hmm. and um you know they got an EV uh an EV EV charging uh implementation plan going on and um which sorry which is <laughs> electric vehicles so they're oh, putting okay. like charging stations around the city like they're, they're at least they got plans for it oh. and um so that they're trying to because they want uh not chicago rockford to move to more active transportation and mm-hmm. electric they're trying because rockford is a very like automotive heavy city it's very sprawled out and um so they're trying to like curb that and a lot of people have range anxiety which kind of makes them not want to buy electric vehicles so they're kind of trying to tackle that issue by putting you know more accessible uh ev charging stations throughout the city Mm -hmm. and uh, another project they kind of got going on is the greenways plan uh keith creek is a creek that loves to flood and Mm -hmm. like you just you just can't build on the land anymore because it's uh floodplain Mm -hmm. and um so they're kind of trying to take that make it into a greenway you know put Mm -hmm. um try to curb the flooding and make it accessible so that people can enjoy the space Mm -hmm. Uh, um so yeah those are like the two like big projects they got going on and like i also talked to like the brownfield specialists they're yeah. going in there and they're uh you know revitalizing some of these brownfield sites however that comes with other issues too because yeah. like you know people are like oh it's great like the brownfields fixed but then like property values go up and mm. then current residents kind of get left behind yeah. so it's definitely I don't know. The I feel like the brownfield revitalization is 
being done with good intentions, but I definitely feel like it could be done with more consideration to current residents. Mm-hmm. And I think that for that consideration, right, it's also really important too. It's just everything connects, right? So, like, if there mm-hmm. is not a lot of, like, education or, like, awareness on just, like, the relation between sustainability and race and racism mm-hmm. in this country, then a lot of the initiatives are not going to be really targeted, are not going to be, like, together. They're not mm-hmm. going to be solving the two problems or the multiple problems that we have at the same time, but they're really focusing on, okay, let's fix this land, but, like... Yeah. Where is where is the other you know part of like really combating the the racism that has mm-hmm. shaped this country? That's like a problem that I kind of have with the environmentalism movement. Mm-hmm. It's too pigeonholed and just like the environment. It's like okay, there's like so much more aspects to life here on Earth, <laughs> like yeah. at least human life on Earth, and you know, for example. Uh, with these with these brownfield sites you know where where are the brownfields going to be predominantly located it's not going to be in affluent white communities i'll tell you that mm-hmm. you know this affects predominantly bipoc communities in rockford and you know people don't they don't want to do the proper public outreach yeah. to go into those neighborhoods because that's the thing like it's not like you can just put out like mass emails because not everyone has wi-fi connections yeah and you can't just again with like forums and all that like not everyone's gonna get reached and yeah. then you know you can mail things but i don't know how how effective not, is yeah. that <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and not everyone also has like uh, a mail mm-hmm, exactly. or like a house even mm-hmm. what and i think <laughs> i've noticed with like multiple interviews or episodes that we have done for this podcast, we always reach that point where there's just so much going on yeah. um, that, you know, like you lose a little bit of the hope, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, there is just so much. Like, how are we going to fix all of these problems? Yeah. Um, like, is there hope? You know, mm-hmm. so I ask you that, like, do you think this is manageable? Do you think it's hope? Do you think that if there is a first step, then what do you think we like as listeners? What do you think? like the first step or okay yeah so is there hope (laughs) it's a big (laughs) question but um it is very easy to look at sustainability and get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. i mean it happens to me sometimes like i'm sitting there and i'm like oh my gosh there is (laughs) so much going wrong in this world right now but Mm -hmm. i'm an optimist at heart so i firmly believe that there is hope and you know, to me, true sustainability, it just comes down to connection, you know, mm-hmm. connection, connecting with each other, connecting with the environment, connecting with ourselves. Like we just I feel like the first step is definitely awareness. I know that's yeah. kind of cliche, but it's it's true. You know, people, if it's not in their backyard, they're not thinking about it. They're not yeah. caring about it. But, you know, we have to extend love to our neighbors, even if we don't see them. And yeah. Some of our neighbors are really out there in subpar environments, and that's just not right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everyone deserves to live in a quality environment. I don't care, like, who you are. Like, you know, when we're trying to tackle these vast sustainability issues, we just need to come back to our humanity. Mm Mm-hmm. 
not even just you know treating each other right but we are not separate from the environment people yeah. think that we exist above nature and we don't we're a part of nature and mm -hmm. we are sitting here acting like that's not the case but that mm. is unsustainable because <laughs> you know i mean i even seen some documentaries like have you seen like seaspiracy how we've just been like completely wiping out the entire oceans and all, like we can't do that yeah i don't understand why us hum i mean i know why it comes down to capital but yeah. that just boggles my mind because at the end of the day if we do not have a planet to sustain us that money is not going to mean anything anything it's mm -hmm. literally money is fake <laughs> the earth the, is real the lesson of this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's for real though like hmm. the earth is our home and you know to me i just i feel like we need to cherish that and we need to take care of it because mm -hmm. you know like <laughs> the earth is honestly a blessing yeah it's it keeps us alive and we are sitting here treating something that literally takes care of us like it's mm -hmm. i mean it is dirt but like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i understand well from all of your like research and all of those interviews are there any initiatives or not even initiatives but what is doing rockford that other cities should really learn to do um hmm. i mean well one cool thing that i'm really excited about in the rockford region mm -hmm. is they're hosting a green town conference in rockford and i actually attended the advisory board meeting of that which was really fun mm -hmm. and it was you know we kind of got together a whole bunch of environmental municipal leaders in um in rockford and then just me this random student but <laughs> <laughs> So we were sitting here and we were discussing how to set up this conference and essentially like the purpose of this conference is to discuss the creation of an inclusive sustainability plan for the mm. city. So it was really interesting interesting to hear um you know all the different perspectives and what everybody was putting on the table. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping that you know this conference kind of facilitate some action because you know we mm -hmm. could talk about things all day but at the end of the day actions do speak louder than words yeah. so you know, we could plan 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 but i'm hoping to see rockford do well i think one of the biggest things and, and like the lesson if you're like part of government or like you know part of like you're part of the city government i think that if all cities really did um this conference that the rockford is doing and if it passes to being like a conference to maybe like a monthly meeting uh, every mm -hmm. two months you know but if every single organization because so, so, like a biggest problem is that and us as humans we sometimes each one is doing its own thing each own, mm -hmm. its own like project but we don't really communicate so exactly. like two people can be doing the same thing but we don't know and if they do it together they could have like had it done like by yesterday mm -hmm. so definitely Um, speaking of that, like communication and like mm -hmm. really like if every single nonprofit organization, grassroots organization, and then just all people in government that are really focused or like really with that goal and mission of having like uh, 
equity and, and like really making a sustainable city mm -hmm. then really connecting and making sure that everyone knows which resource has everyone what is like the mission of everyone and then just like really making sure that all of the goals are together mm -hmm. so <laughs> we're really actually able to achieve something at mm -hmm. the end um but yeah I wish everyone, had, every city had that conference and it became like a group, an action group. Yeah, because like that's another reason why they're trying to make this conference because Rockford does have a lot of different organizations, you know. Mm -hmm. They have um, Transform Rockford, Sustain Rockford, Eliminate Racism 815, like all these different groups that touch on, you know, various uh, aspects of sustainability, but... You know, it's kind of like one of those too many cooks in the kitchen yeah. scenarios. Like you said, you can have everyone be trying to do the same thing, but if they're not collaborating, then like it's not going to be as efficient. Mm -hmm. So it really does. You know, that's another big thing with sustainability. I said there's awareness, but then, yes, collaboration is is key. Mm -hmm. Well, moving on to a more personal note, um, well, for you on your daily life, how do you think sustainability reflects on, on like your daily actions and and your daily, I guess, life? Yeah. Okay. I um, you know, with sustainability, I I kind of I, tr I I try to do my best doing mm -hmm. my individual part. You know, I actually I'm I'm a vegetarian, so cut out meat, and I try to, you know, I recycle and rinse out all my recycling mm -hmm. and I try to like not wish cycle so you know if there's something that you know a lot of people think that could be recycled but really cannot I try to stay educated on what can mm. actually be recycled and what just needs to go in the trash bin uh I you know try my best not to waste water uh wasting food is also like a big like no-no for me I try my best to eat all my food <laughs> and um so yeah oh yeah i'm also a huge stickler with like turning the lights off i feel like this is all like oh. pretty cliche stuff but i try to make it like routine yeah yeah well do you have like any maybe easy practices that you would like maybe like give as a tip for like someone that is like a baby <laughs> in this like whole area or like area of like really becoming more sustainable or really wants to become more like eco-friendly do you have any tips okay. um that maybe they could also implement in their daily mm -hmm. life um well like i said you know turn off turn off the lights don't waste water don't waste food recycle rinse your recycling and then mm -hmm. another thing that Oh my gosh, this is a big thing I didn't even mention. I bike, like, everywhere. Oh. I um, love to bike around the city of Chicago. So if you can use yeah. active transit, I would definitely recommend that. Because, you know, with the bike, the only thing that you have to spend is calories. So <laughs> there's no <laughs> negatives there. <laughs> I do bike a lot, too. I yeah. recently got my DV membership. And oh. that was, like the highlight of my year yeah. i was like i'm gonna save for this like yeah bugs and then they're gonna be worth it it's hard mm -hmm. but super fun and it's yeah. also um really affordable too yes yeah very affordable however you know this also comes down to infrastructure too like yeah. in a lot of you know low-income communities they just do not have um stations well they don't have not e okay let me start this let me start that sentence over. 
So in a lot of, you know, low income or BIPOC communities, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like there's no bike lanes. Oh. And you know, you need to have the proper infrastructure to facilitate that active transit, which is another thing that actually Rockford is trying to roll out. They're trying to roll out like a you know, active transit uh, infrastructure plan. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like something that Chicago too really needs to step their game up on because yeah. there was a time, a brief time where I stayed, you know, further west of campus mm-hmm. and there's like no bike lanes over there. So you have mm-hmm. to just ride your bike in the middle of the street. like Which is so dangerous. Yes. And that, you know, deters people from wanting to utilize that very useful and very you know accessible eco-friendly yes transportation option and um so yeah it comes down to infrastructure and then you know i was also going to say public transit take public transit when you can Mm -hmm. save up on those um carbons but Mm -hmm. um again that's another accessibility issue because transportation mm-hmm. around you know especially like city of chicago yeah <laughs> a lot of communities that are underserved by the cta yeah. so comes down to you know the infrastructure but it needs to be inclusive it needs to be accessible to everybody yeah absolutely well before we end i would like to ask you one final question if you had one bit of advice for students and future climate action leaders what would you tell them just go for it like we're a generation full of ideas we Mm -hmm. i honestly have a lot of faith in our generation i think we have the capacity to make some real world change moving forward and but to do that we need to take those ideas and we need to hit the ground running with them. Mm-hmm. So like, even if you're scared, if you have an idea, just, just try it. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's literally what I'm doing with this podcast. I have zero podcast experience. Yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try this. Yeah. I sat down on zoom, the first interview, not knowing anything about how to do yeah. anything related to <laughs> a research podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, we got this. Yeah. I got my questions. I'm just going to ask them, record it, and let's go. Let's mm-hmm. let's raise some awareness. Okay, well, thank you so much for everything that you have told us today. Where can we find you on this amazing podcast? Uh, the podcast will be posted on the UIC Energy Initiative website. And I'll have, like, you know, there'll be text detailing some things about the podcast and the episodes and bios for like all the interviewees. I'll have my own little personal bio so you can find me in there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. But um, yeah, you know, at the bottom, we'll just have like all the episodes listed and you can find the episode that you'd like to listen to and go from there. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast and for sharing your work and your insight. Um, We need more people like you. So (laughs) thank (laughs) thank you. you. Thank you for having me. It It was a pleasure.